please. Kiss. Greetings and salutations. This is Cage's Kiss, the ultimate Nicolas Cage based podcast where we discuss the national treasures cinematic. Hey, did you guys uh, ever see that commercial um, for like, I think it's like a heart condition or something like pills and and they've got the Uh hey tonto jump on it song but like bastardized and and it's got like it's got like a yeah obviously (laughs) and it's like do 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 and it's it's if you listen closely enough in the warnings they (laughs) They, they say that it can cause a fatal infection to the perine- per- perineum. Oh, <laughs> Tonto can? So, <laughs> the taint. Don't jump on it, Tonto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't at all. <laughs> so it makes me wonder, like, what's worse, having this heart condition or having a fatal infection? Not just infection, but a Fatal infection of the taint. Do you want to die a whole man or do you want to die like Jim Morrison died? A fatal infection of the Toto. <laughs> Rosanna, yeah. Hey, you don't want to taste those rains. <laughs> oh, damn it. So All apologies to Toto. Uh, uh, wait, so who the fuck are you two? Because, um... I'm a dad who needs to learn a valuable lesson, because I guess I've just been too busy. You sound like Snuffleupagus. Snuffleupagus yeah. is real? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's when I needed to learn about click and blended and, and pixels. You gotta kill them all, bird. <laughs> Every last one. <laughs> Why is it only I can see you? <laughs> that's the way God meant it to be, bird. <laughs> I'm Donnie and I taste fires. <laughs> My name is Linda, but you can call me Linda fucking <laughs> cheese. Uh, <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> uh, so uh, watch another movie. It'll widen your butthole. This could all only mean one thing. <laughs> yeah. It depends what theater you watch this. Oh, God damn it. But, I watched yeah. it in my home theater. <laughs> oh. I watched it I for $6. I went to a little place in Bremerton that you shouldn't go to alone. Oh, no. Were them Did you watch sticky? the peep show? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was a place called The Daily News, I think. And um, let's just say their seats need some cleaning and they leave a lot. To be desired. Is it like one of those 90s movie theaters where people have just been pulling whole big gulps all over the floor and so it's sticky? It's more like one of those theaters that you pay 20 bucks to get in for 20 minutes of the film and you're trying to watch it, but a dick keeps poking you in the ear and you're like, stop that. (laughs) Just weird why they put those soda holes there. So, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of... (laughs) Funny because it's a movie that's only rated R for profanity. Which reminds me, I just rewatched <laughs> Ghost, uh, Ghost Watch, and like every time they say glory hole, I'm just like, <laughs> those are something different in the States. <laughs> just like this movie, it was something different. Yeah. You know, there is, there is actually one different 
factoid that I have about this movie that surprised oh. the shit out of me. Uh, first of all, yeah, uh, we're watching. We watched the unbearable weight of massive talent. Cock. <sighs> yeah, well, we might as well not tell Same you the thing. title because we're also going to tell you not to watch it. Not, not I. Yeah. Surprise! Oh, God, yeah. I fucking loved it. <laughs> you know what? I'm. There is a specific scene I'm I saw that surprised. made me think you instantly are gonna love this movie. Uh, you know, you know, most of the Nicolas Cage movies that we watch on the show, especially things made after like 2010, I can't really yeah. say I was disappointed because I wasn't expecting anything. That's you know, well, and it's with like, you, it makes sense because I know you're not a fan of like the fan servicey shit, and but and you I'm know what not I am. If it's like too too obvious, and this, and this was very was this obvious. was pretty damn yeah. fan servicey. Oh god! Here's the thing, though. It's like if Nicolas Cage is playing Nicolas Cage, then you have an opportunity to make a wonderful, delightful meta movie, and meta movies can be a lot of fun. Where don't make Yankovic made one, you know. Yeah, that was um, amazing. Like, like if you're if you're doing your own fictionalized biography, then you can do you can do Charlie Kaufman shit. You could do something that's actually good and actually funny, and and is and still and you know it still tickles those various points. So when I when I heard about this movie, I had two reactions. This could be amazing, and the other one's like might not be. Yeah. And yeah, I'm sorry. You said you had a factoid. Okay, yeah. There's actually a really weird factoid about the unbearable weight of massive talent. Actually, um, and it's it's just it's just numeric. It doesn't actually matter. But this is the uh, first Nicolas Cage movie that's an actual Nicolas Cage movie, as in he's on camera for the movie and he stars in it, like he's the main character. This is the first Nicolas Cage oh, wow. movie. Yeah, you're right. Um, since Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. To actually uh, gross uh, like this high in the in the U.S. box office, let alone appear in the U.S. box office. Now it bombed. Uh, I want to I want to be clear about that. But um, well, it, it, I think it, part of that is just the timing that like it it came out during the pandemic um, and um, maybe well, but tail end, um, you know? <laughs> yeah, I was I was gonna ask you um, like. Adrian, what did you think this was going to be like before you saw it? I wasn't, it? Like, I wasn't entirely sure. Okay, this is what I thought. Okay, like like, like this. And this is, this is sort of what I gathered from little things I saw about it. I didn't try to read up a lot about it beforehand because I didn't want to yeah. get too tainted on it necessarily. Um, but I thought there would have been uh, more homages to his, to his movies, more actual recreations. Yes. And yes. I would have thought that, you know, being that he is the madman that he is and has, you know, like gone balls to the walls in so many different roles, I thought they would have had, had been appearing as like multiple characters. Yeah. Like really flex that shit. And, yeah. and this is this is another reason why I think the movie bombed, by the way, because it is not really mm -hmm. a big flashy movie per se. There's not a whole lot in it in terms of production value, but it costs $30 million. Yeah. And part of the reason it cost $30 million is they actually bothered to have clips from very expensive Nicolas Cage movies. Like yeah. watching, like, for some reason, opening on the lady watching Con Air and thinking he's a legend. 
And that's, by the way, that's her whole character. Yeah. That's, that's all she is. Yes. Um, and, and, uh, there's nothing meta about her. She's disposable. And while she's being kidnapped, <laughs> they play that fuck awful Leon Rhymes song from Con Air. It's like, yeah, let's license this again while we're wasting money. While we're showing things for a Jerry Bruckheimer movie. It's like your selling point is supposed to be the Nicolas Cage is in it. That's the two of clips from these other Nicolas Cage movies that are more successful yeah. yet less good. You know, it's yeah. like it's like it's like they could they could have made they could they could have gone smaller and yet much much larger in 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 terms of concept because instead what you have is it's like look Nicholas Cage is playing Nicholas Cage he's making fun of how the way people perceive him because he acts yeah. like this oh oh well look he's estranged from his daughter and ex wife kind of old relationship complicated somebody's got a valuable lesson they gotta learn Mister oh he's going to Spain and this guy wants to have a birthday party and he's nerding out over Nicholas Cage and it's cute because they're like buddies now oh look they dropped yeah. acid but nothing's much is really being done with that come on god damn it yeah and the cia and blah blah blah. yeah i i had a very similar thought that you did with that because i had heard a lot of interviews where he had said that it was very challenging and also fun for him because he had to go and look back at his characters and he had to put himself back in that mind space so I thought the same thing. I thought, okay, this is going to be sort of like uh, JCVD, but funny. that's what I was hoping. JCVD, exactly. Yeah, you said it right it's there. Like, yeah. It, yeah, it's like it kind of set that up where you thought, okay, he's going to have different times where maybe he's wrestling with his conscience, and we're going to have characters pop up. So it's like as soon as we had Wild at Heart show up wearing a Wild at Heart shirt, I'm like, okay, yay, this we're going to go there, hurrah, this is fun. But they didn't. It's like that's the only person he was stuck at. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. could, could you just not afford the other characters? Or it's like, why? Why is this the only thing we get here? Because it seemed like there could have been a lot of fun, even like when you get toward the end of the movie with, um, you know, him and Pedro Pascal, uh, at the cliffside and the shoot shoot off and all that shit. It was so much. It's like he could have gone the route of becoming uh, Castor Troy. It's like he could have done all these other things. It would have been so many fun moments yeah. to bring in these characters from his film. It wasn't nearly crazy but he enough. Just, he never did. Yeah. yeah, it just it never did. And it, it kind of felt like it, it should have been a JCVD movie where it's kind of self-reflection, knowing that you're kind of like actual at the fading of your star. Well, Carlo made that yeah. point because he watched it with me and was saying that it's it's very much like Jean-Claude Van Johnson. Which I am very upset yeah, that they, they yeah. canceled that because that was oh, absolutely, yeah. brilliant. But, uh, and I see what you guys are saying. Uh, I think You're I enjoyed it for know? the bromance. Yeah, yeah, there is more that they could have yeah. done. And um, <laughs> I had to share this. <laughs> I, I pointed out the fact in the beginning to, to Carlo because I'm being that kind of person that I, I usually hate. And I was saying... Uh, actually, he he didn't have a daughter at this time. Uh, he no. his daughter was born his first daughter born in September of last year, and um, it's it's really cute because um, she's she's named after his dad, and it, it's what's just, her name? Uh, Frank Harold <laughs> Cage <laughs> Junior Weston. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> That's just like Siverus Albator. That's beautiful. Albatross that was my mother's Gangrel. name. Adrian's mother was not dead as of this time. 
Like, no, I'm going to name um, my son. It's like, well, chlamydia, <laughs> gonorrhea, syphilis, Jones. After my dad. Um, no, her, her name is actually August Francesca. Yeah. And her his dad's name was August. They nicknamed him Augie. But, yeah. um, yeah, and it's kind of cute because with the Francesca thing, you kind of get, yeah. like, um, I don't know. You kind of get like the Francis Ford Coppola thing too. So it's kind of like, I don't know. I felt like it's a night. It's a lovely nod to his dad and to his uncle. Yeah. Which I mean, there were some nice nods, but it, to me, like the bromance, like you mentioned, I was expecting that from the trailers. I thought it was gonna be a really fun. And I was expecting more. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, and Adrian said they did, they dropped acid and all we got out of it was kind of a, Eh, scene where they're on a wall and it's like oh my god it's you know i'm leaving you behind because I'm yeah they, it's like that was kind of fun but they just never went anywhere yeah, in the movie it itself and they spoiled yeah. it and in the trailer they spoiled yeah. it too because that yeah. that's a very that the conclusion of that gag is a very nice visual cherry on top and they ruin it by giving it a line yeah they yeah. did and that's why i kind of felt like this this should have been a jcvd comedy type thing but it ended up reminding me of the interview the thing with Seth Rogen, James oh, Franco, right, right. and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and all them, where it's like these two were not uh, men; they were just man children. It's like that's how Pedro Pascal came off in Nick Cage, where they just came off as puppies, and they're just puppies happy to be yeah. together. And it's like you're really you're forcing something that should be more natural between them, and you're taking a character that's supposed to be a nasty drug lord. But you're just having him come off as, but I'm so sweet and innocent. <laughs> it's like, I like your shoes. Do you want to wear my shoes? Yeah, the, the, I yeah, the whole shit. goofiness, though. Yeah, but, no, but there's the yeah. thing is like, it's like. If they did it in moderation. The, the shoe thing and stuff like that, and the fact that NPH is in it, these are germs of ideas. Yeah. But you got to take it further than what they did. Yeah, not enough. You, can't, yeah, you cannot leave it. Yeah. yeah, you cannot. You can't just say like, yes. "Look, look, we got an NPH. Your movie's made." It's like when like, they well, were in yeah. that like um, that spa. Let's call it a bathhouse. Um, yeah, they had ample opportunity to show NPH dick. Okay. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Like, if they would have just done that, we got a winner. Or they could have done like the uh, Dutch windmill. And they could have just done that True. to each other under the surface. True. But just say, like, it's like even that just it's just it, lost opportunities, ahead. man. It's, this, this, you, you, can, you can't have a drop acid and then do less than fucking rum diary did. Come on, yeah. you lazy bastard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But look, yeah. look, look at these HD shots of the cliffs in Spain. Look, it's like the Discovery Channel right now. It's like, yeah, like there's not yeah. actors or a story. Yeah, thanks a lot. But and even then, even then with like Neil Patrick Harrison, they brought him in as his manager, it's like, okay. This could have been like when they brought in Matthew McConaughey in Tropic Thunder. This could have been a fun role since this is the direction they're going with this, but they didn't. Oh man, Tropic Thunder. And it just felt like the the one thing I really the one thing I really liked that I thought would have been funner in this was when Nicolas Cage is trying so hard to talk to the director about being in his movie. And he's like, I'll do a line reading for you. He's like, no, you don't, you don't read lines. You don't have to do that. He's like, I'm going to do it. do free anyway. And he just goes full Cage out of nowhere. I'm like, yes, that's what I wanted. I wanted to see more of him being Cage in the film. Mm-hmm. But instead, what you end up getting was Nicolas Cage playing a character, Nicolas yeah. Cage. Instead of Nicolas well, Cage as And that's what himself. I was going to say is um, in the beginning, by saying that he had a daughter 
um, like a teen daughter. Yeah. And mm. um, obviously that's not his ex-wife, any of his ex-wives. Yeah. But I think that right off the bat kind of tells you this is a, an alternate world, alternate reality. Yeah. But I was, when I was pointing this out to Carlo that like he didn't have a daughter at that time, um, Carlo said, so it's just Nicolas Cage being Nicolas Cage and method acting. Yeah. He just had to have a daughter after the, to get into character. <laughs> Oh. Well, how else would they have the various nods toward the end with uh, Face Off? The whole <laughs> one of the, I don't remember which critic it was, but one of the critics pointed out the whole family plot, and I'm like, yeah, so it's basically yeah. just Cage doing a Happy Madison script for less money. And I'm like, yeah. yep. It's like I, I would have loved it if this film ended with him and get at the opening of the show. Everyone's applauding him for the movie. And then it's like you draw you draw the camera into his face and into his eyes, and then when we pull back out, it's him in real life with his new wife in a miserable home without his kids anywhere, <laughs> and just a mountain of scripts and debt. <laughs> just it would have been a really like subvert your expectations, and hey, it's a little bit surreal because now we're getting really real. Wait, yeah, no, you have him living in a Motel Six, and 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 then uh, housekeeping's yeah. knocking at the door, and he's like, he's like, no, no, right now, thank you. And then he and then he turns to his wife and says, you know, I used to have cobras and tarantulas. Remember that? <laughs> Remember that? No, oh my god, even it, switch that out with like he has a hooker, like a really rundown. Oh yeah, like, he was the fuck cesarean up hooker. section scars hooker. <laughs> And he's like snorting cocaine right between her butt cheeks. And then he's like telling her, I was like, I used to have a tarantula belt. <laughs> and then, and then she's like, well, there's a roach over there. You want that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have the roach wave at him and have him go. Huh, that's fun. <laughs> Donnie, if you'd gone, I could see the soul dancing. Dancing. you could have done the movie for $30,000 and had it be by the director of Tangerine, you know? Could have been by yeah. us. Yeah, yeah or he us. Or us. His, I mean, we could have done it. pulled his gun out and shot the roach. Did anyone else see that dancing roach? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the hooker covers his ears and she's like, the fuck with you? It's like, no, it's it's an Elvis reference. Remember, I like Elvis. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't pay you to say anything. I paid you to suck my dick. You know, the wall starts shaking. The, 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 picture, the shitty artwork on the wall, you know, moves and somebody yells, shut the fuck up. They could have even done callbacks where he keeps his cocaine inside of a teddy bear. It's like, put the bear down. Did you you put the bear back in the fucking box? Okay. Are you talking about your movie? It's like, I'm talking about that fucking bear and how I'm going to like end you if you don't put put it in the box. Okay. Well, they did have the nod to, uh, um, leaving las vegas yes yes i saw that and i'm like okay all right we're starting we're starting with the references yeah mm-hmm. i like leaving las vegas show me more and then <laughs> Elizabeth Elizabeth Shue and came in yeah. <laughs> and there she's the hooker of, like, there wasn't a lot of callbacks especially to the uh face off especially when yeah. the actual drug dealer stabs him in the fucking yeah leg. yeah yeah it's like they keep bringing up face off and i'm kind of like at this at this point you know back when i was in high school i thought pretty well of face off and then by the time we'd done it on here i'm kind of like maybe i'm cooled on face off you know yeah. <laughs> basically everything maybe- he did when the, with that after he got his oscar and he did that super bankable period where he did the two jerry brockheimer movies and face off all of that shit is oh, just yeah, kind of yeah. like can we forget he made those please <laughs> 
<laughs> but that's his bread and butter. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. So, so what? What? What exactly happened in this movie? Yeah, <laughs> We've okay. gone on our okay. own movie that was infinitely yeah, better. Let's put it. Let's put it. Okay, let's put it on a little little fuck it's nugget what we here. Do. Okay, I guess that's we like, already like face off, faced it off. Yeah, it's just that was a group. It's off. just you know. Like, like, <laughs> I remember. I remember starting a podcast and liking Nicolas Cage. And then, and then we watched all those Nicolas Cage movies, and I'm like, oh my god, why? Why Nicolas Cage? Why do you those keep hurting me? Those were the days! Why do you keep hurting me so bad, you dick? Oh god. Oh my god. Okay, I'm sorry. He can't uh, hurt you anymore. I'm, I, I'm getting so many fight or flight moments this week. Except um, there's another mo- movie to watch after this. Okay, yeah. so uh, a movie, uh, um, some some bitch in Spain who's not a character is watching Con Air, uh, and gets As kidnapped, and she and but she drops a line saying how she loves Nicolas Cage, and the guy there agrees, yeah, he's a fucking legend, and uh, yes. and then we go to Hollywood where Nicolas Cage lives and works, and he's driving a convertible, and he's like, fuck yeah, I'm Nicolas Cage. Look, I have the Ferrari from the first season of Miami Vice. I'm Nicolas Cage. And then he has the script meeting with the guy, and he's like, you know, the, the script actually reminds me of House of Strangers by Joseph Mankiewicz. You know that one? It's like, oh, my God, I'm surprised you recognize that. And I'm sitting here at home, I'm like, oh, all right, one point for you, Nicolas Cage movie. I love House of Strangers. Let's see where it goes. <laughs> then we get the moment that Donnie mentioned, um, uh, and where he does the, the line of, of, of throwaway faux gangster movie dialogue. And uh, then we get uh, him uh, talking about about how he's going to get that script where he's actually with his uh, family counselor and his daughter. Well, she's a millennial teenager, whatever, Zoomer, so she's playing on her phone, you know, whereas I want to talk about, you know, Cabinet of Dr. Caligari because I try to show my daughter a silent <laughs> movie because the kids today can, like, totally connect with German expressionism, am I right? I don't know, Donnie, like, I kind of felt like, like it was dad in that a little bit. Like, um, a little because we grew up with movie. him saying everything was a class. Well, look, no, that's your parents' job, those. though, because you're because when you're a kid, yeah. you're stupid and you don't know fucking shit and you need somebody to guide you. And the good parents are the ones who show yeah. you shit that's not just from your for your own generation. Like if people from our, our generation, if our parents only took us to see like uh like like fucking uh Ferngully and Mrs. Doubtfire, they would have been doing us a disservice. Because <laughs> we know our parents showed us Mel Brooks movies and shit and we're the better for it. You know. Absolutely. So like like I'm sitting there in that scene, I'm like, Well, Cal- Captain of the Doctor Caligari, it's a fucking silent classic. Fuck his daughter. She's a bitch. Divorce your family. <laughs> Go with his own fa- zone theory. <laughs> Because the daughter is not really a character beyond that concept anyway. No. Later there at the party, he's drinking, yeah. and he found out he didn't get that role that he wanted. And he gets on the piano, and he's like, We walk the night. We walk I love the that night. scene. We're fighting the demons that break our hearts. We hold each other tight. Just, Honey, I love you, and this town is going to chew you up and spit you out the other side. Power man! <laughs> I just love that shit because he's going off repeating the same shit. I was like, I knew it was going to go this way. It's like, I've been spending every day of my life for the past couple of years since we went to the Grand Canyon and stared out there at the night sky writing the song for you. 
And it's just him infinitely repeating the same shit yeah, I've over been and over. song for 15 years nonstop, okay? And it's basically like an epic saga, like Bad Out of Hell, you know, part one. You know, the album <laughs> I made you listen to, uh, you two sweetest. Yeah, so um, this is going to be like uh, like track six, okay? So I want you uh, to, to picture um, Mrs. Loud singing along with me here, all right, if you will. Just close your eyes, close your eyes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I really appreciate the music of Huey Lewis in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is my son, Huey Lewis. <laughs> oh. Then he looks at cardstock. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, NPH shows up and he's like, uh, you know, you could get you a million dollars for doing that birthday party. You know, you're about to get locked out of your apartment in the Hollywood Towers. Like, that's not going to happen. They locked me out. Oh, shit. They locked me out. Um, Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. do that birthday party for real. Yeah. Okay. It's like, oh look, look! I am, I am Javi, and I have mustache, and it's so cute. Every time I show up, it's just, just adorable. Look, I'm wearing bowling shirt, and I'm, I'm so befuddled. And look, I'm driving powerboat. It's like, who's this Javi guy? Like, does he want me to like ball his wife, or watch me fuck his wife, or watch him fuck <laughs> his wife? Like, what kind of arrangement are we doing there? Like, what's his wife look like? Even like, tell me about that. It's like, no, I Javi. I <laughs> Javi. <laughs> look, I smile. It's so adorable. Eat I, I eat Fruit Loops. I I'm not doing a good accent. I think he is kind of cute. Russian, but, but yeah. he, uh, I know that I mean, he was it's saying that. It's not that he's that not cute, you know. He, I, I know he was saying in uh, while filming Wonder Woman. 80, Wonder Woman. Um, yeah. He was saying that he, like Nicolas Cage, was one of his muses for his character, <laughs> and so yeah. I was happy. But not to as see much as Paddington too. <laughs> oh god! That's okay, the greatest I fucking love movie that. ever. <laughs> Just a fog out Which of again nowhere. is why that. Yeah. I love. But that, that again reminded crying. me of a. <laughs> it reminded me of the interview again because the big joke in that is that Kim Jong Un is like a huge Taylor Swift fan, and that they're fucking like driving a tank together, singing Tay Swift oh, songs, god. and it's. Yeah, oh, it's just no, again. I'm, you're making me really glad a, I never actually finished watching that movie. I watched like the first 15 minutes and then I'd like do something else. Oh, really? My life is to suffer through shit films. I mean, I normally too. Really it's like, you know, it's, it's not like anything big prevented me from seeing it, but now, you know, you're they're jealous because they want to be us. <laughs> yeah, they hate <laughs> us because they ain't us. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. God, if it helps you, Adrian, the interview is. Far worse and not near as funny as the Sherlock Holmes movie with uh, Will Ferrell. I said it. But um, no, the the scene that happened, we kind of we skipped over. I knew my sister was gonna love this fucking movie for, uh -huh. and I appreciated hearing because I know Nicolas Cage probably loved this moment. Was when he's sitting at the bar, he's contemplating giving up acting because his career and life sucks right yeah. now. And his wild at heart self shows up and tells him he's Nicholas fucking cage. And he ends up yes. French deeply yes. man kissing himself. And, and Nick cage puts a hand on the back of his own head. Yep. He's getting into it. It's like, and he falls back like, Oh my God, that was Nick awesome. Cage kisses and then he just says, yeah, he's like Nick cage smooches. Yeah. Good. He smooches good. Yeah. No, I, I had the yeah. same reaction. I'm like, Linda is going to love this part. <laughs> it was just for Linda. She's gonna put that on a and it wasn't for anyone. And alas, because <laughs> Nicholas Cage, that's the tattoo you're getting on your back. His imaginary young self is the edgiest moment in this PG-13 thing here. Yeah, technically it is, but it is kind of. Does it rival or does it compare 
to when William Shatner was fighting himself in Star Trek The Undiscovered Country and even says that. He's like, I can't believe I kissed you. He's like, that was probably your wildest dream. (laughs) (laughs) You speak of my pain. It runs deep. <laughs> Let me share it with you. No, don't. No. I don't want to go back there. <laughs> I know that that Nicholas Cage didn't really want to play himself, but like it's yeah. it's okay because it's entirely fictionalized. It, boy, is yeah. it ever fictionalized. Yeah. <laughs> Let's uh. mention Nicholas Cage's more profitable movies and gloss over the entire rest of his career. Well, you can tell that like he's yeah. he's having fun in this and i really liked look, that look, he, he is look, yeah he, look, this this guy it's like there's there's something missing in the brain there so he's always having fun yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. i like i think i Just, think if, if anything we've learned that about him it's like no the humanity bureau really gave me an opportunity to branch out you know but like if yeah. if 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 there had been a moment of of sheer shrieking honesty and he was to mention a movie like Grand Isle or something. I would have appreciated this infinitely yeah. more. Yeah. Like I would have liked seeing more Cage being Cage, but it's like this should have this should have felt like when he made his uh special appearance at the uh, Nicolas Cage Fest and everyone was like losing their shit, but instead it just came up as more him actually meeting someone and overacting on purpose line readings from his films just to entertain someone like, Oh, you like that? You like, you think that's, you know, do I entertain you? Am I a fucking clown? And it's like, that's the only thing we got was like, a caricature and then he put somebody's head in a vice. <laughs> yeah. Murray, don't like, there were, there were some kind of, like, there were some kind part. of fun moments. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when he stabbed the Irish man in the balls. Yeah. With an ice pick. <laughs> But that wasn't my favorite part in the movie, though it would have been awesome. But one of the parts I did laugh at was when they're telling him to put this compound on his palm so that he can knock someone out when he comes in contact with them. And then immediately after, he, like, wipes his forehead. Yeah, yeah, and then he's got to sneak out the window when he's on this paralytic drug. Yeah, that was a good good concept. Um, And it plays out decently. I would have liked it if it hadn't been shot in that really dark HD because it spoils it. Comedy, generally, you want to shoot lighter. Because, you know, there's physical shit going on. You want to see it. Honestly, Naked Gun did it better. If they had had statues with (laughs) sexual assault with a concrete dildo. (laughs) (laughs) That's something I got to watch again soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, no, thank you for mentioning that, Donnie. I did gloss over the fact that Nicolas Cage frequently sees imaginary, wild at heart, young Nicolas Cage, and they did a good job at making a young Nicolas Cage out of Nicolas Cage. They got his face taped back just right, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, like that uh, that part on a technical level, it works. It's better than what we saw in The Irishman. And I think they call, oh, God, don't fucking around with the Irishman. Here's hour six, and then he got Bobby Kennedy killed, too. Yeah, pretty much. But I think they they named the character Nikki. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, I saw saw that in the the thing. And I did appreciate and notice on the desk, but when he was in that security room, there was a Nicolas Cage multiple face mouse pad. Yes. <laughs> I had yeah. to point that out to Carlo. And they have the sequin pillow. Yeah. 
Yes, which I got Linda yeah. for one of our Christmases. You're and I, I was nerding out. I was like, I have that. Like that's, <laughs> like, that's creepy. He's like, no, it's beautiful. Anyway, the CIA's in this story. Um, there's, yeah. there's, there's this black CIA agent lady, and she's she's at the airport when Cage arrives in the tiny private plane. She's like, Nicholas Cage, I loved you in the Croods, too. Oh, my God. My <laughs> nephew my Raymond movies. would lose his mind right now. <laughs> yeah, I do. Like, love oh, Tiffany I also like the Croods too because that's one of my movies that grossed in excess of two hundred million dollars, and that's one of the kind of movies we're going to mention in this movie. Yeah, it's like mm, I'm gonna yeah. put this tracking device in your pocket, girl, <laughs> in your butt. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I hate to see you go, Nicholas Cage, but I love to watch you walk away. Mm. <laughs> Thank you, sir. May I have another? <laughs> We may have embellished. Don't mind my finger up your butt. That's just how I say hello. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then she's on the phone with the with the uh, square white male CIA guy who says, "I'm 44 years old. Why the fuck would I watch the Crudes too?" And and at that moment, I sat there nodding, like, "Yeah, yeah, Yeah, why would I? Why did I?" We thought that too. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not 44. Not quite 44. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, so the director and co-writer of this is Tom Gormican. The guy who did something called oh. That Awkward Moment. Yeah. And the TV show called Ghosted. Which was, it was, uh, I, I watched one episode of it. It has um, Craig Robinson and um, and Adam Scott. It's, um, uh, I gotta be honest, I, I couldn't finish it. I, I couldn't like continue watching. Did you the see first. the awkward moment movie? I did not, but okay. I did not, but it looks, I don't know. looks like it might be worth a, a shot. I thought that had somebody but, annoying in it. Um, Zach Efron. Yeah. Zach Efron. He's not, it's, it's not miles tell or, or uh, Michael B. Jordan. Miles. Teller. Miles Teller is in there. So I don't know. It might be him. <laughs> But um, the uh, the other writer co-writer is uh, Kevin Etten. Mm-hmm. Etten. Mm-hmm. Kevin Etten. Mm-hmm. And Etten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Okay. All he's right, actually written and produced a lot of uh, awesome stuff. Like uh, he's he's um, written episodes of Scrubs, Workaholics, oh. and um, and Ghosted, which must must be where they met. Where they scissored, um, yeah. I'm assuming, yeah. Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, most importantly, he wrote three episodes of Reaper, which what had Reaper? Ray Wise. You know, you know what else? Saint. You know what else had Ray Wise? Um, Twin Peaks. <laughs> Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie. <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is one of the many movies that's much better than the unbearable way to tell it. She was making you soft, man. She was making you soft. No. She was making me hard. Also in Gilmore Girls, <laughs> Chilling Adventures of uh, of Sabrina. <laughs> and, oh. And, uh, oh, what was it, Donnie, that you suggested digging the marrow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was that was really <laughs> good. Yeah, this is that what was it's like one. living with Linda, everybody. <laughs> oh. You're welcome. 
<laughs> oh, Thom. Okay. Well, uh, but Ray Wise plays the devil in Reaper. I do love Ray Wise. How can you not? Yeah, he's he's amazing. And he was, <laughs> and he was also in Atlas Shrugged Part Two. But I'm not going to hold that oh, against Jesus. Him. <laughs> A lot of people well, were in that. Fair. <laughs> that's not fair, guys. Uh, 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 we we don't hold that, that against him. Uh, he needs a paycheck too, you know. Oh uh, yeah, I hope I hope he got fucking paid for that fucking thing. Oh god. Um. So where this movie kind of just stalls. Which is like what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. If, it if goes we're not somewhere, picking it up, it's, uh, there's there's something about Javi, uh, the Spanish guy writing a screenplay, and and yeah. he wanted and he gave it to Nicolas Cage's agent, but Nicolas Cage's agent Neil Patrick Harris didn't give it to Nicolas Cage, and so and Nicolas Cage finally reads it on his phone. He's like, I'm like blown away right now. And then uh, yeah. the CIA is all like, well, uh, you got to spy on your new bestie, Javi. I'm like, but we're besties forever. We're milk brothers. It's like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> he kidnapped that chick from yeah. before the opening credits. Like, what? That chick that <laughs> I've never brothers. heard of? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, and, and Javi has a secret room with a mirrored door on it. You know, just like Alone in the Dark, the movie by Uwe Boll. And uh, yeah. and when he goes to the secret room, it yeah. doesn't have the kidnapped chicken. It it has a shrine to Nicolas Cage, and there's a Nicolas Cage life size sculpture holding the Caster Troy guns with the Caster Troy haircut. And Nicolas Cage, tell like, me you guys yeah. didn't see that coming. Like it was going to be a like a a cage shrine. Well, they showed it. They showed it in the trailer. Oh. Like a lot of key moments. Oh wait, yeah, I, I did watch the trailer, but it's been so trailers. long I forgot about it. Yeah, because that was one of the funny things they did where Nicolas Cage, like, this is grotesque and I'll buy it for $20. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was, I was, again, that scene, it's like, man, this is an opportunity. You could have, you could have admitted that Nicolas Cage made more than certain movies, but nope, National Treasure poster. Yeah, and they could have gotten a lot more with all, like, I was expecting, okay, he has this room full of props, maybe that's going to come into the movie later, because you had the Mandy chainsaw, the Mandy See, axe. no, you could have been, the, exactly, uh, you could have had the Con climax Air. in that room, where he's yeah. fucking yeah. gangsters up with things that he's fucked people up with before. Yeah, and like, maybe he would have been surprised when he pulled out the uh, Caster Troy guns and found they actually had actual ammunition inside, yeah. and maybe they weren't filled with ammo, he's like, oh, damn, and. It's like something, but instead it's like the only reference that comes back up from that room is when he's staring back at himself and then yeah. when he and uh, Pedro Pascal have a showdown and he pulls out the guns. Yeah. It's like, did did they actually have ammunition in them or are you just going to like Nicolas Cage your way through yeah, this? What should have been a much better scene. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why it's like I didn't hate the movie. I just felt like it was a wasted well, it's, talent. It's not. It's, it's, there's a thing. It's like well, the, my only hatred comes from the fact that that, that that there's a lot of misused. I feel. I basically feel the way. Okay, that's not quite fair, but like I kind of feel about this the way I felt about Kick Ass, where it's like this is yeah. cute. This is almost oh, yeah. a thing. This is a good idea, but you're not necessarily doing the good idea. You know, yeah, it's like when you start knowing other films that did this a little better, because even like Linda mentioned the uh, John Claude Van Johnson show, it was really hilarious when he ran into himself in character makeup playing <laughs> uh, janitor. And then he's like, you know, what is your favorite Jean-Claude in that movie? He's like, I really like Time Cop. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was actually like genuinely funny oh, shit. But it's crazy. like here with what they do with the whole, uh, you know, what is your fifth favorite movie of all time? It's like, Paddington too. He's like, what? Uh, there would have been more re- uh, more respect for me if it had been if if it had been something that wasn't like you know 
super current, you know, the clearly it's like, yeah. hey, we need to raise thirty million dollars. We gotta, we gotta, we give you a plug padding to do. Oh, there we go. Okay, yeah, Cha-ching. yeah, exactly. Or like, if it had been like he said, you know, that he really liked uh, the best of times or something. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, it's like, oh, yeah. I love, I love Nicholas Cage in uh, Brubaker, but Nicholas Cage doesn't have any lines of Brubaker. Yeah, that's why I liked it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, um, oh, I have to yeah. mention that uh, the the girl playing his daughter, Addie, uh-huh. is Lily Mo Sheen. Okay. Charlie who... Sheen's sister, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, I was hoping for that, but no, she's actually Kate Beckinsale's daughter. Oh, gross. Gross. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew. She gestated in my womb for nine months and then crawled out to the, the world. The best part of you <laughs> <laughs> ran down the crack in your mama's ass and made a brown stain on the mattress. But uh, also Ew. they had... Um, they had so wait, is uh, her dad that gay guy who directed Underworld? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That, that Metro guy who directed Underworld. Whoopsie. <laughs> Oh my! <laughs> I'm just saying he'll be gay when he's with me. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, <laughs> they, as the director, they also had uh, David Gordon Green. Yeah, and uh, you gotta love him. Um, yeah, I love David Gordon Green. He, he made good Nicolas Cage movies. Good Nicolas Cage movies yeah. and the Righteous Gemstones. Yes, but um. Anyway, they, uh, as it, as the movie actress for Olivia, his ex-wife, mm-hmm. they had um, an up-and-coming star named, um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, Demi Moore? Dente Moore? Demi? It's the stuff that comes in a case. Oh, Mrs. Willis. Oh. Dinty more, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so high in sodium. Oh. <laughs> you may know her from such films as uh, as St. Elmo's Fire. St. Elmo's Fire! They should have gone with Sandra Bullock, America's sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if they hey, had... we're not facing off yet. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. We'll get there. You, you, you know, just people, like this movie's in Nicholas we'll Cage there. movies gave you such a wonderful opportunity to talk about other much better movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's do, do you want me to shit the box office data down. here while we're at it? Oh, please. Okay, so this this got inflicted on the American public on April twenty second, two thousand twenty two. I love this. Um, it cost thirty million dollars, like I think I mentioned before, and the box office worldwide mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was twenty nine. They missed the boat. Yeah, missed it. Yeah. You know, bold experiment. They missed it. Uh, so yeah, it bombed. Uh, but twenty million of the box office actually came from the United States. Like I said, which hasn't yeah. happened since Ghost Rider two, which was in two thousand eleven. So, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. In the in the intervening decade, Nicolas Cage movies, you know, yeah. Most of them weren't even released in the North American box office. But yes. uh, this actually did manage to open at number five. So, you know, kudos. Their experiment got some notice. Uh, yeah, it was pretty decent. Uh, number one was some DreamWorks shit called The Bad Guys. Number oh. two was The Northman. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey. Yeah. Number three was the Fantastic Beast, the Secret of Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Oh. Uh, number four was Sonic the Hedgehog two. Oh. And also, really cleaning up the box office still, although it wasn't in the top five or anything, was the Batman that was still doing its thing. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Well, and, I uh, think another part of it is that it it was it, I don't feel like it was out in theaters for very long, and it just almost no. went straight to well, they're to streaming. For they're free. they're honestly they're lucky it got shown on enough screens to score number five. Since a lot of Nicolas yeah. Cage movies, mm-hmm. even if they're shown in theaters in North America at all, it's limited release. It's like two cities. Yeah, there wasn't a lot. So of to make twenty million, it did go on a general release. It just probably didn't. You know, it probably dropped off really badly in its second week. I I didn't I didn't check, but uh, in the yeah. UK it made two million, which again you know is a lot more than usual because most Nicolas Cage movies they get to the UK, it's like you're cut. You're talking thousands. You know, yeah. they're like they're like, oh, we'll just make it all up in the United Arab Emirates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like well, when it came out, everybody was like, oh, "Have you seen it? Have you seen it, Linda? Oh, yeah, you're a Cage fan. Have you seen it?" And like, I wanted to see it in theaters, but it just the thought of it made just kind of bummed me out because I was thinking about like how you know we we've had a hiatus and like just watching it without you guys just kind of bummed me out. Well, I mean, it's pretty much made for you. It shouldn't have bummed you out. <laughs> <laughs> Being bummed out by Nicolas Cage movies has been my entire experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, actually, uh, yeah. Another another parallel for the disappointment, by the way, would be Army of One, and Donnie knows what I'm talking about. Mm. I, I do. I absolutely know, and that's why this film feels like when you're in your 40s because you just kind of come to appreciate the times you actually have a solid shit instead of diarrhea all the time. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Watching Humanity Bureau getting lifted six li- inches off of that seat, knowing All that you're just going to have to clean that up later. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'll just go in the shower. I had too much with fat the and protein. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's how you get you. That's how you get swole, Linda. Oh yeah, oh, be That's how you get a swollen colon. <laughs> a swollen colon. Polyps, everybody. Tony's new screen nickname. Tony. That's the my energy colon. drink. Was that just hemorrhoids <laughs> or was that a tumor? Yeah. No, that's my fucking energy drink. It's Don's swollen colon. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's now your wrestling. I bet it's just as good as that. Uh, that uh, I'm gonna run through you. <laughs> oh, coming for you, brother, Donnie. I bet your drink's just as good as that. Uh, as that Steven Seagal energy drink, you know. Oh, oh. no. I. Oh, I again. I I hate to do it, but we've been doing it this entire time. But the fucking end of this movie, I really, really was hoping that this was going to be, again, like JCVD. Mm. Because it kind of was set up that way. Where Yeah, that was a greater ending. So you, mm. you yeah, it's like, so you had uh, Nicolas Cage and he's racing with his family and the girl that was kidnapped to get away from the cartel people. They make it to the embassy and the cartel guy ends up taking Nicolas Cage hostage. And the way they set it up yeah. is his daughter is given a switchblade knife by the girl that was kidnapped and she throws it at her dad. Yeah. And I thought, yeah. okay, how is this going to end? Is this going to end up embedded in like his arm and he's going to scream? <laughs> is it going to go on his leg? Yeah, yeah, that's what should And happen. then I thought, okay, I'm like, as soon as they showed Nicolas Cage and they had the Nicolas Cage magic music playing, 
I'm like, okay, this is going to be just like JCVD, where he's going to see himself doing Nicolas Cage action. And it's going to turn into like something like Con Air and shit. And he's just going to see himself performing this epic takedown. <laughs> but then we cut back to reality yeah. and he ends up shot in the foot or some shit. And the cops come in and do their job. But we didn't get that. Instead, it was literally his daughter throws the knife. He catches it. He does a John claude Van Damme scream of death. <laughs> and he stabs the guy in the fucking throat. Yeah. And they and have him like, recite okay. the lines that he did when he read at the beginning of the movie. Oh, it's God. Like, yeah. It's like, yeah, that's like a version of that Miami Vice line. And yeah, I, I just kept waiting. Like, OK, this is going to turn back from a fantasy into reality like oh god no it's not no, they're it's carrying not. this no. through into a transition of who cares what really happened because now we're fast forwarding to him and his buddy made a ah, movie together yeah, and it was well received there's the, there's the plot running throughout where him and Javi are trying to write a screenplay and I'm yeah. sitting there going like you know this would be really meta if Cage was a writer I mean he directed one movie and he didn't write it Yeah, you know but even then, it just plays into that whole thing of him doing the Snake Plissken thing of everyone saying, you know, if you do this, that'll bring you back. He's like, I've never been gone. <laughs> <laughs> Not it's that like, I went anywhere. On. Yep, recurring lines, yeah. totally standard Hollywood. Well, yeah, and, and the whole time I'm sitting yeah. there watching this thing, I'm like, man, adaptation exists. I don't need this. <laughs> I, I was thinking of adaptation me, a, yeah, quite yeah, a bit. Again, you know, right? mentally, it's like, it's like yeah. you're going to do a meta movie. Man, Charlie Kaufman. You know, either that or Cage yeah. should have actually directed again, you know, which, yeah. you know, I don't know why he doesn't direct again. I mean, like, it's not like Sonny was that bad. I have issues with it, but it's not like no. it was that bad. It's my birthday. <laughs> I, I always take my shoes off to eat. I've done it ever since I was a little girl. <laughs> See, uh, even that was kind of like I expected something a little better and I thought it was going to be a little funnier when... um uh, Javi tells him, hey, nobody has seen this big drug dealer who's been running things behind the scenes forever, which is a plot point that goes fucking nowhere. Yeah, maybe. yeah, that's a throwaway. And too. they decide that he's going to put Nicolas Cage in costume and makeup, and he's going to develop a character, and he's going to play this fancy legendary drug dealer that's been missing for 15 or whatever years. And like, okay, this could be fun. He's going to Nicolas Cage this up. But he just kind of overdoes it's like watching somebody do an impression of nick cage and when the drug cartel guy puts a knife to him i just started laughing like okay please tell me he knows that's nicholas cage because yeah. looking at the makeup they gave him was so fucking yeah. horrible <laughs> it's like you just thought this my was ex-wife is conveniently i was gonna artist. say <laughs> yeah yeah, it's like you just expected him to say, like, do you think I'm fucking stupid? I know you're Nicolas Cage, but no, he didn't. He they should have had a scene where he prepared to be that character be by, by rewatching Captain Corelli's mandolin. Yeah, which I appreciated him bringing up. It's like, that's an underrated class. <laughs> I was kind of expecting him to, to be his character with all that makeup to be his character from, uh, was it Never on a Tuesday? It yes. needed, there okay? needed to be some kind of a running gag in there where like people keep br bringing up one of yeah. his movies. Like, it's like, oh my God, this is just like Racing with the Moon. Why does everybody bring up Racing with the Moon? 
Yeah. It's like you could have, like, even in the end, you could have done, like, a Force Ghost thing where he wins an award for the film, and then he looks over his shoulder, and there's all of his past <laughs> roles all giving him a thumbs up. And, I'm and standing and applauding character. No. Yeah, and then it's like you have Birdie and him flying off together, and you yeah. got the boy who blew yeah, yeah, rowing yeah, yeah, yeah. his fucking boat off somewhere. No, do that ending from Blades of Glory or Highlander 2 where he just flies for no reason, you know? Yes, he just grabs Pedro Pascal, and then they just go ascending to the heavens. Yeah, in the middle yeah, of the and then you pick a better song for the end credits because the one they did sucked. <sighs> it really yeah. did. Yeah. Meh. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Well, I I have to say I enjoyed it because I felt like it was it was just yeah. meant to be a fun film, and I could tell that he was having yeah. a lot of fun, and so was Pedro Pascal, and that um. You know, I I liked the fan servicey bits uh, for once, but yeah. I I could definitely see where what you guys are saying. Like it was a little too obvious fan uh, servicey, and it sometimes seems like the the writers and director were just like sucking his dick for <laughs> two about two yeah. hours. <laughs> Yeah, it, it kind of feels like this is his idea of fan service, where it's less crass and less hysterical and more, I want to have fun with this, but I don't want to absolutely poke at myself. Yeah. So you're just, you're kind of doing some gentle ribbing, you know, you're just kind of chuckling it's and nudging like each other. When, when me and Linda would propose batshit movies to do, like, 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 like movies yeah. where Jude like Law and Billy Whale Zane switch places, yeah. you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, it's like it's like you gotta go there. You gotta you gotta actually go full retard when you're doing something like that. Aww. Yeah, which Linda, again you I would have appreciated if just no. I'm just you know, saying all, all because Billy Zane was my face off choice. <laughs> you know, you didn't have so to tell me that. that. We got all these. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> just how cool would that have been if, like, in the middle of all this chaos with gunfire going on. He just snaps and goes full on into like face off character and just like does that face he made when he grabbed that chorus girl's ass. And he's just like, Ugh. oh, yeah, no, just 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 cut just loose and like in, into inappropriate things yeah. that people say. He just says the difference is that I don't care if I live and you do. It's like, excuse me. Yeah, or like he holds a gun to the drug dealers, like if I gave you a peach, <laughs> <laughs> it's like what? He sucked his own tongue, everybody. Yeah. Um. So close um, off. There's yeah, nothing. Yeah, Linda. Linda. I want his clothes. Clothes off. <laughs> yeah, nothing. Yeah, he didn't. He did. Oh, yeah, we don't actually get to see him suck his own dick. It's not fair. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I would have liked to have seen the writers and uh, director <laughs> suck his dick and cup the balls. Even that but... would have been funny too if you had things like that. Like, give him an enlarged bulge in his pants <laughs> and have him mention that. He's like, yeah, it's a little known fact. I can suck my own dick. <laughs> You know, uh, actually, no, not cool. because I'm flexible, but because it's so big. Me and LBJ used yeah, to like, share pairs of underwear because we're both stacked like that. Yeah, it's, it's a fact. Yeah. Yeah. Like like, I had one of my ribs surgically removed so I could suck my own dick, you know, because who could do it better than me? Yeah. I mean, he but, does create his own mythos about him. Like, why not lean into that? Yeah. 
so yeah. um, I have to say, like, this movie gave me an excellent opportunity because it makes me really look forward to Donnie's segment. What's that? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> oh, review time. Review time! <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Review so, corner. View corner. There... <laughs> Linda will be happy to know there were not a lot of people that hated this film. Most of them found it adequate. It's just you guys. It's, it's such a great word use. for it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you did good. You, you tried. But I will end this segment with a very fun interview or review that uh, nobody's named, but it is kind okay. of along those lines okay. and I appreciate it. Okay. Oh, it's not giving the I address love... of the friend who made no, them watch no. it. When somebody makes you <laughs> yeah, watch a bad I movie, just dox them. asshole. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I love this guy's movies, but this is just terrible. Just watching the first few minutes hooked me, but then lost me as I felt the massive weight of boredom. Sure, there's some laughs here and there, but not enough to the point I will enjoy it to the fullest. Instead of this movie, I recommend seeing Willie's Wonderland oh, instead. Wow. By far the best one I've seen him act in. Oh. Massive Talent is just a guy being entitled to his own success in his movies and wants his family to praise him since he thinks he deserves more. That uh, seems a Listeners bit at home, I'd like to point out that Willie's Wonderland is not one of the movies mentioned in Unbearable Way to Massive Talent. <laughs> For yeah, good reason. Somehow <laughs> there's not a willy statue in that uh, shrine room. I don't know why. Well, there probably <laughs> a is a willy. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. yeah, there's this kid, you know, where you can make a dildo. Yeah. <laughs> this is my secret cage room. What there's I no screenplay <laughs> cage. I just wanted your dick. I have different tastes. <laughs> <laughs> Someone consider unnatural. <laughs> this, this had the potential, I thought, to be an awesome meta film. Mm. Think being John mm -hmm. Malkovich. Exactly. Given that it Malkovich. stars two of my favorite actors, its sad reality, though, is that it was a cartoonish, clowny, slapstick, overwritten, overacted, and with a storyline that is unbelievable and had me checked out after the first quarter of mm. the film because none of the performances are actually convincing. It can't seem to figure out what it wants to be and waste an amazing amount of talent. A few highlights of the movie can all be watched in the trailer. Ugh. Wish I could get a refund. <laughs> I thought he was saying that like <laughs> the name of the trailer is Ugh. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm a little tired. This movie's almost as good as Madonna's TikTok. <laughs> I thought it was actually going to be like a caveman when he put the Ugg uh, in there. <laughs> Mino like. <laughs> Ega. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, speaking of, I'll have to tell you about that later. I watched a found footage movie that literally was like the best remake of oh, Ega I've ever oh. seen. Huh? Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll tell you about it later, but this review, I, I wanted to bring though. It's incredibly short because it reminded me of a person we enjoyed the reviews of on video Rama for a while, oh. uh, who would do shutter reviews. I can't remember. His oh, name. Remember? Because oh, it's been ages. Oh. Yes. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Good old fart knocker. Uh, <laughs> this is, this is great. I've come out of review retirement to write this. 
Either Cage went on a massive ego trip to get this made, or someone had too much to drink one night. This is a boring, poorly executed, unwatchable mess. There's no way the reviews are mm. real. We need honesty these days. Give this a massive miss. And he signed it, Mike Shep, who has been retired for five <laughs> years from writing reviews. And I will have you know, he has only written one review in each of those five years. <laughs> this was his one pick to go and say, I'm coming back. Wait a minute. America like, needs No, me. you can't do this. You've been gone too long. <laughs> it's like, no, I got to do You're it. You're crazy, Shep. You're too old. <laughs> yeah. Damn it, Shep, you retired five years ago. This is not your personal war. <laughs> Damn but it, this Shep. movie raped Nicholas Cage. I gotta go with a death wish. <laughs> oh. oh man. So, oh, so. <laughs> Yeah. How about them Yankees? How about that sports ball? <laughs> uh, I'm familiar with that. <laughs> Speaking of which, have you guys been watching Slap Fight or uh, Power Slap? Slap boxing? Oh, oh I, I no, I've just seen clips from Voice Critical. You know, yeah. Oh, it's kind of because he's into that. It's... You know, yeah. Oh, he's fun it's to great. watch. I'm going to slap you. <laughs> just two adult men slapping each other. That's all. That's all you need, man. <laughs> That's all you need. That's America in a nutshell, I think. No longer the bald eagle. It's two men slapping each other. Little pink houses, you and me. Oh, you and me. Man slamming hour. Which reminds me, it's time. It's time for what? Sequels. Okay. Sequels. Oh, sequels. Return. I would return from Re where? More. <laughs> more. Less. <laughs> Firmer. Softer. <laughs> oh. Okay. Do I have to lead the Stronger, way? Do you guys better. need a minute? Softer. Longer. Um. Uh. I got okay, my Donnie. Donnie, Donnie you go. Hers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Javi has found himself in a desperate situation. His wife has been kidnapped, and the only way to get her back is to recover a forgotten treasure. But in order to find this, he'll need the help of his old friend and soulmate, Nicolas Cage. Each stage of their adventure will be a test of their manhood and drug tolerance, as each clue is they find leads to them <laughs> leads them to dropping more acid and other illicit drugs leaving Nicolas Cage in a perpetual self-analyzing hell as cartoonish figures of his past roles pop up and mock where his current life has led him, reminding him of his past failures, poor money management, and roles he turned down. But his friend Javi is there to aid him along in the mountainous road of recovery. Will the pair be able to recover the sacred Emerald of El Corazon in exchange for Javi's wife, or will the drugs be their undoing? Pixar and Warner Brothers <laughs> presents David Lynch's The Unbearable Weight of Massive Barrels of Cocaine. 
Or fear and loathing in Las Vegas too. <laughs> I just, I just really like the idea that even this movie could have been like Cool World, and you could have had like animated Nick Cage characters of his past. Ooh. Nick Cage, if uh, you would. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what you got? Unbearable weight two, Raymond. Oh, See, Raymond. Raymond. Oh, my nephew Raymond, he loves the crudes, too. Oh, oh God. my God, God. We need his story told. <laughs> Auntie CIA lady, you know, tragically died trying to save Nicolas Cage. But CIA lady's nephew, uh, Raymond, well, you know what? He's a little older now and some time has passed. And now he works for the CIA. And he's on a very special mission. Who has to find a very, get a very special actress on to this thing for the sake of world peace. So uh, he has to convince Roseanne Barr to watch a guy fuck his wife. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the movie nobody wants. That way it's fucking unbearable. No, no. You, you see, you see, it was all a conspiracy. She didn't send those tweets. Yeah. See, there's an international plot at work here. Is this a remake of Old Boy? <laughs> it's a remake of Old Boy that also has Michael Richards. Oh shit! I just want to see Nicolas Cage cut his tongue out. <laughs> um, mine is super simple because maybe I, I I didn't put as much thought into it as you guys did because I kept forgetting about it. The filmmakers. Um. Well, hey. Um. So mine was like okay. My my dream sequel would be less of a sequel, more of a follow up with uh, basically the same premise, but with Gary Busey. Um, <laughs> the only problem is that it's it's pure fantasy because you couldn't get <laughs> Gary Busey to actually do a movie. That's I think okay. at this point you have somebody I mean, play the power Gary of CGI. Busey. It's like, if we can have Humphrey Bogart back in movies, then we can have, you know, Gary Busey. Nicholas Cage as Gary Busey. (laughs) That could be a 20-minute making of documentary. It's like, how we brought (laughs) Gary Busey back to the screen. (laughs) I'm not dead yet. Go with God. (laughs) Just just, just get anybody, slap that wig on him and, and tell them he's Gary Busey. In fact, have a different person in every scene. You know, different I genders, like different that. ages, Starring different ethnicities. Rosanna Arquette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like have someone in like a green screen suit and then Gary Busey just wanders on set to fight them. And he's like, where's this hologram on me? I got to fight him. I was like, there's only one of us. Like the Danny DeVito as Gary Busey. It's very long. <laughs> oh, God. I appreciate where you're going. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 Bernadette fun. Peters as a Gary Busey. You see, see there you go. <laughs> Have it be like I'm now not there for Gary Busey. Bob Dylan movie. Territory. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking a, fucking a right, <laughs> fucking a right, man. Uh, fucking a. <laughs> that's how you do it. Guns blazing. This is what we do. So y'all feel like you're ready to. Face off. Take my clothes off? Oh, face off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I want his face (laughs) off. Face off. (laughs) Uh, I'll go first, I guess. Uh, Okay. Yeah. So as Nicolas Cage, I have uh, 
Warwick motherfucking Davis. Okay, good idea. Good idea. As you yeah, should. I like it. We're all confusing them all the time anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, as Abby, the daughter, I have uh, Weston Cage. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it, yeah. And uh, as uh, Javi, I have Jane motherfucking Fonda. Oh. And uh, as Vivian... I have, of course, the real Vivian, the only Vivian I will ever accept, Adrian Edmondson from <laughs> Vivian from Young Ones. Oh, oh my! <laughs> and from Bottom. You, you and I had similar outcomes for our face-off. Let's hear it. Um. So, in the part of Nicolas Cage, I have Tommy Lee Jones. And for his wife, Olivia, we have Harrison Ford in drag. Naturally. And for Maria, we have the very lovely person, Tiny Texas, who you should immediately <laughs> Google because they're amazing. And Javi is played by Pantsless Idris Elba. Oh, <laughs> suddenly yes. I'm interested. You say it's a bottomless bar, only, you know, it's not the drinks we're talking about. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're stuck at the bottom of the pool. (laughs) Grab my cock. It's the best movie ever made. (laughs) Every time he turns around, there's a solid. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm here for it. It deserves all the Oscars. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think um, for uh, Nicolas Cage, Daniel Day-Lewis. I think for imaginary younger Nicolas Cage, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, For Javi, I have Eric Wareheim. For his agent, uh, Fink, uh, I have uh, Tim Heidecker. And naturally, as his estranged (laughs) daughter, I have Wallace Shawn. Oh my. <laughs> of course you I want to play on my phone. Why are you showing me fucking silent movies? There's not even any goddamn dialogue in them. You're so uncool, Dad. I'm glad you didn't go with uh, digital Robert De Niro for any of the Nicolas Cage characters. <laughs> it's like looking in the mirror. Hi, hi fucking yeah. yeah. Hi, fucking yeah. yeah. I, I mean, want to watch something. You know, when, too. When you, you, your chips, you do that only with your right hand, not with your left hand? Right hand only? Okay. You do not do them with your left like 40 hand. 40 minutes of just facial expressions. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Just watch Analyze This instead of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't Anybody watch Meet the Parents, idea? though. You know, you, you, know you, you, shouldn't, no. you, shouldn't, no. you shouldn't put stuff like that into your body. Anybody? Uh, Does anyone remember uh, Anger sorry. Management? Anger Management? Oh. <laughs> Does anyone remember Anger Management? Was that the one with... Chandler Bong. Oh, God damn you. <laughs> Jack Nicholson. That terrible fucking Adam Sandler. Well, that doesn't narrow it down anymore. Jesus. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, remember that really? The one with Rudy Giuliani in it for no fucking reason. Oh, God. They even it. give him a line. It's like, don't let Rudy Giuliani talk. Are you mad? Don't encourage him. Yeah, you're just encouraging him. They were singing West Side Story. No, no weren't they movie? singing for South Pacific? I'm so, I feel pretty. I don't know, because I'm oh, never so going to watch oh, it again. Right, right, I saw right, it in the right, theater, yeah. and it shortened my life, so I didn't watch it again. <laughs> God, this movie should have been a remake of Bulletproof. Then we could have oh. had some fun. 
That's another Adam Sandler. That's joint. true. Yeah, that no, that's yeah. You're right. That was an interesting moment for him. He's in a buddy cop movie. Not remote or yeah. click, whatever it was. Oh, gee, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, 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 <laughs> oh, yeah. I mentioned God. that earlier because again, it's like you, you could. You, there's this when even Adam Sandler movies are better than yeah, well, this yeah, movie. Oh, Jesus it's just it, you know, so it's, but it was a thing that was going to happen only one time, and it should have been perfect. And, yeah. the, and we're never going to get this again. This chance is gone. Yeah, because you can't. This yeah, I was thinking that earlier yeah, too. Like, it's like it's only like, one shot. It's like if, you, if there's something you got one fucking shot to do, fucking do the fuck out of it. You know, you don't pussyfoot, goddammit. Well, the director, yeah. co-writer, Tom Gormican, he's only ha- he only has three projects he under his belt. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, there's that awkward moment ghosted in the unbearable weight of massive talent. That's it. So, I mean, yeah, maybe they should have. I mean, he was the writer. So, of course, like, you know, he's not the like they had much of a, Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like what I, I'm saying is that like, it's not like they could shop uh, writers or like, you know, directors because he wrote the goddamn thing. That's why right. a uh, producer with a with like Patriot Pictures or whatever is all like, you know, that he's really neat. We're going to pass <laughs> on it, though. And then and then get other writers be like, OK, so we need like the good version of this, basically. OK, like copyright free. OK, yeah. OK, let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And in in case anyone actually uh, did wonder, there is no uh, unbearable weight of massive cock triple X uh, movie. <laughs> There's made an like opportunity. This, so there is no. Yeah, there is a, an opportunity, but no, there is more no like the unbearable lightness of massive talent. Am I right? Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Remember the part where the Russian tanks come over and he's like fucking Lena Olin. Oh God, KG Wisdom. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, you can watch it. Just don't be sober. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you rent it from a red box and you bury it out in a field, uh, nobody's gonna yeah. notice. But I mean, you can still say you enjoyed it, and that's totally fine too. It wasn't. It it could have been worse. Yeah, it it yeah, could have been. been it worse. could have been. It could have been worse. It could have been like actually insulting. But um, yeah, you know. Um, I mean, we we know we've seen worse. Uh, I mean, you know, we we watched yep. a score to settle. You know. Oi. Oh. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> um. I guess my KG wisdom would be. Um. It's generally probably not a good idea to switch shoes ever uh yeah especially yeah. if you're not wearing socks because that's just that's just opening yourself up to, oh like, yeah foot, oh know? yeah no he's in another country he like we don't know if he got inoculated yeah. against like different species of foot fungus you know yeah because exactly. like in europe yeah, they're dangerous. like sure we drink this water what are you talking about it's fine and americans are like oh water mm. huh oh, i've had that before <laughs> what the fuck oh like, now you got dr show's revenge <laughs> oh, oh oh my christ what have you done everybody knows not to do that you want to go obscure what you just did reminded me of the uh billy crystal comedy from the 90s uh my giant oh yeah and they oh. had him cast in a, a movie and he said, vanquish my enemies. And he was really sick riding the horse. So he vomited on one of the actors. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Now that's obscure. My giant, everybody. 
Billy Crystal used to host the Oscars. <laughs> yeah. So. When David Letterman wasn't doing it. <laughs> yeah, when David Letterman wasn't molesting women. Uh, Uma, Oprah. <laughs> the 90s, everybody. So Jesus I guess Christ. now's the time I say please listen, follow, rate, and review Cage's Kiss on Apple Podcasts, uh, and check out our stuff on YouTube. Also, uh, yeah. Remember, you can find Cage's Kiss on uh, the Twitters at Cage's Kiss, and you can visit our website at cageskiss.com, uh, or you can write to us at cageskiss at gmail.com. Over on cageskiss.com, uh, you uh, you can see Donnie's, re- Donnie's Review. And uh, you could check out uh, Videorama, a short-lived uh, podcast. And, uh, <laughs> Much like Breast Buy. You could ch- did you say Breast Buy? <laughs> yes, it's the porn emporium that failed. I had a business. It was not a wise investment. I think, I think that short-lived podcast still actually lasted longer for episodes than uh, Cagecast did. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. All right. Just saying. So, uh, also, <laughs> you could uh, on cageskiss.com, You can also check out my other uh, my other show, Bed Knobs and Broom Flicks. It's about yeah. uh, witches in history and stories of all media. Uh, lately, we've been checking out Tenth uh, the Tenth Kingdom with oh, um, that O'Neill. Yeah, with Ed O'Neill playing Al Bundy, basically. Well, Bundy. Um, and it, it has uh, Kimberly Williams Paisley, and uh, why am I totally forgetting his fucking name from Night Court? Did you know that, uh, that Ed O'Neill did the voice of the killer in William Friedkin's Cruisin'? I yeah, no, it's yeah. kind of amazing. It's one of the inter- it's one of the one of the better points about the movie. It's like the killer has this, has this eerie voice. Oh, it has John Larroquette, uh Scott Cohen, and oh. Our Lady Diane Witt. John Larroquette, who's on Night Court Ooh. again, again. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. not too bad. Yeah, but um, oh, yeah, we've also been checking <laughs> out uh, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina and. Uh, we just did uh, Beauty and the Beast, the animated version, to honor once again uh, Dame Angela Lansbury. Linda, have you done any of the adaptations of uh, Fritz Leiber's The Conjure Wife? Not yet. Because it got filmed three times. You could do a whole special on that. Yeah. Well, yeah, look that I, up. S- I feel a guest coming on. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> So, uh, Adrian, where can uh, the people find you? Oh, you know, uh, around. Um, I I got uh, me one of those Instagrams nowadays. Oh shit! Uh, yeah, I'm on. Uh, yeah, let's let's see here. Oh, it's a real live artist. Yeah, it's a real. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> once you got Instagram, the world's just at your feet. You know, basically, yeah. He's I'm, I'm, I'm there is all squished together in lowercase A. A. Smith 1982 because I'm old. Oh. 1982. <laughs> yep. Renew. Yep. Yep. Ronald Reagan was in office and I got born. Oh. <laughs> Reaganomics. <laughs> okay. 
Don Don? Oh, God. Message to terrorist everyone. So, yeah. Uh, Arby's closed, so I'm at the A&W <gasps> Ooh, root beer ooh, in upgrade. the back. Um, yeah, well, maybe, root beer kind parties. of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus, God, no. It's like lemon That's parties. a deep, deep, deep. For <laughs> people who want to edit together a cage's kiss out of context, put what Linda just said to our diarrhea conversation from earlier. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Peter Pan. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I'm on the Twitter oh. as the Unreal of Goals. And last I checked, unfortunately, I'm still the boy who blew over on Pornhub. And thankfully, there are no followers still, though I have had a few likes. So I guess the videos I made weren't in vain entirely. And I'm so also, <laughs> yes, as Linda said, I'm also doing Donnie's reviews. And Linda is. Joining me along with her husband, possibly for a special review for the found footage February, which I'm doing. And it's interesting to say the least. I recognize uh, these. Other than that, okay. (laughs) I know his name. (laughs) These teeth um, look so strong, don't they? (laughs) He has borne me on his back. I was saying that a lot during the uh, pandemic after masturbating for like a hundred days straight. (laughs) They look like strong hands, don't they? Uh, But yeah, yeah, you know where to find me. And uh, I also have a link tree, which is professional and you have to pay for, which is. Oh my God. They can eat uh, my ass. Yeah, I'll I'll talk more about that later. (laughs) But uh, yeah, yeah, I'd be out there. You know, you can find me. Slide into my DMs. In the meantime, uh, we will be back with you soonish with uh, the next Cage film, which is apparently Butcher's Crossing. Oh. Uh, wait, is that, are we sure? I thought it was the old is, way. Yeah. But, uh, this was a lot easier when we were doing his old movies. Holy fuck, does that mean I'm going to host the old way? Yeah. Oh, man, that's going to be awesome. We're going to get to talk about Alec Baldwin. That's going to be fun. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll save that factoid for when we get to that movie. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with a friend, I recently yeah. saw a Canadian movie directed by Daniel Baldwin and starring him. It's called Tunnel. It's from, like, 2002. It's one of the saddest attempts I've I ever seen as a, at, at an action movie. Cause, cause they got the yeah. budget of a Canadian movie, but they want to convince you that it's an American movie. Yeah. yeah so yeah. there's a, there's a hijacked oh, train God. in this in this tunnel, and they're like, "Oh, look, it caved in. Where? Oh, off screen. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Good deal. Yeah. <laughs> Guess we're gonna <laughs> have right. to die hard. Am I right? Am I right? Oh, yay. Uh... <laughs> oh, yay. Actually, you know, um, according to IMDb, the uh, release year for Butcher's Crossing is 2022, but I can't find it streaming anywhere. So I think it looks like next next episode's actually going to be the old way. But do we have to get? Donnie, I'll disc? let you host it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> Donnie shot a kid. <laughs> yeah. Personally, right now, I think the Chinese spy balloon is very down to earth. God damn it. <laughs> Cut it! Cut it! Uh, <laughs> cut it! Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
unbearable weight of my massive Please kiss me.